Well, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much for jumping in on the podcast here today. Just take a moment, hit that subscribe button, maybe even consider dropping a comment or review. I'm super excited about the season because I love Christmas time. I really do believe it's the most wonderful time of the year because it's an opportunity and invitation to worship and learn from the greatest and most wonderful leader of all time, King Jesus himself. In this podcast, I want to jump into a sermon excerpt that I recently preached that I titled A Christmas to Remember. So let's go ahead and jump in on this podcast and I believe you'll be able to get some leadership principles out of this word. So take some notes, be encouraged, and let's level up in our leadership today. Well, Pastor Hyden here, and I want to welcome you one more time to our Christmas Day service this Sunday. It's an honor to have you online with us, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, or maybe you're watching this at a later time. We're super glad that you're leaning in in this moment. Hopefully you joined us yesterday for one of our Christmas Eve gatherings. Jesus wants a relationship with you. Hopefully you wanna deepen that relationship with him. If you missed the message, you can go back and watch that as well on any of our streaming platforms. But today, hopefully you have a little hunger left to continue to lean into the Christmas playlist. That's what we've been doing. We've been taking familiar Christmas songs and taking those songs directly to the Christmas story in the scriptures and learning from there. I wanna play a Christmas song in just here in a moment that maybe you've heard before, or maybe you've heard about, or maybe there's just some resemblance, but you haven't really listened to the lyrics. That's where I was at recently. My kids were watching the movie, The Grinch. I don't know when I say that, you kind of just have to say, The Grinch. Come on, just say it with me right now, say Grinch, right? We were listening, they were watching it, I was listening, and this song played in the background, and I wanted to just, double click on it and say, hold on, those lyrics spoke to me. I'm gonna go ahead and play it for us right now and just go ahead and listen in. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Come on, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. I love that song right there. That specific Christmas carol and hymn was recorded in the 1600s and it's titled, God rest ye merry gentlemen. It's one of the great classic Christmas carols that really is rich in theological truth. I love this line in the song. It says, remember Christ, our savior, who was born on Christmas day. That's the day that we're celebrating today. And I think it's fitting to really think about this word, remember. Maybe you've heard this quote before, familiarity breeds contempt. The word contempt by definition, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is disregard for something that should be taken into account. Something that should be reverenced or given credit or time or appreciation to is something that you now disregard. My concern or my hope that wouldn't be the case is that you'd get to December 25th and you would kind of be familiar with the Jesus story, the Christmas story, and it really doesn't move you that much anymore. My hope is that in this message, I can just help you live out this song lyric. 
remember Christ during this Christmas season. I want to preach a message to you that I'm titling, A Christmas to Remember. Remembering such a valuable tool to our Christian faith. And really, I believe remembering is such a valuable tool to being a leader. A leadership requires remembering the right things at the right time, the right way. And so I even thought this could even be a value to those who are listening to the leadership podcast that I recently started. You can go ahead and find that in any podcast store, by the way, just type in Hyden Ratner Level Up Leadership Podcast. And I thought, let's take this sermon. Let's just go ahead and make this a podcast as well that leaders could listen to and get better. And I believe everybody listening right now has leadership potential on their life. And so why don't you go ahead and lean in with me right now? Come on, if you're ready, say ready. If you're hungry, say let's eat. Amen. Well, let's take a few of these verses out of this song and let's take them directly to scripture. Three things that I want you to remember. Point number one, remember the Savior. Here's the song lyric. Remember Christ, our Savior, was born on Christmas Day. Remember the Savior. One thing that you and I both need to do on a regular basis is remember the pure fact that if you're in Christ, you are saved. It's good news, friends. One thing that can encourage your soul is just the memory of salvation. The fact that you're no longer who you once were, that you're no longer on a road that's going to lead you to an eternity in hell, that you don't have to pay for your own sins, that you don't have to exhaust a bunch of religious energy to hopefully one day be right with God. You don't have to be there. Why? Because of Christ the Savior. Because you're saved. Oh, I hope that just brings a smile to somebody's face and it's not something you're bored with. Like at one point you jumped up and down and said, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And now it's just kind of a thing of the past. Oh, never get, never allow your, your heart to not be warmed by the reality of salvation. Oh, this Christmas, I'm encouraged just by that fact. Listen, the presents will come and go. Even the Christmas spirit will be gone in a few days. But can I tell you that Jesus comes and stays? That you can celebrate Christmas all year long as, you, as long as you remember the Savior. This is an encouragement I wanna give you here today. Remember Christ, our Savior. Here's the, here's the line. To save us all from Satan's power. I don't know if you've thought about that recently, but Jesus doesn't just save us from our sins. He saves us from the power of Satan. Let me give you a verse. 1 John 3, verse 8. The second part of the verse says this. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy. Come on, somebody say destroy. Put it in the comments if you can. Destroy the works of the devil. Why? Maybe you'd ask, why does Jesus come and be born of a virgin to, to leave heaven, to grow up in this sinful world, to put on skin and to come and save the day. One of the major reasons, according to 1 John 3, is to destroy the works of the devil. Today, if you've been saved, you've been saved from your sins, the penalty of the sins, and the power of the devil no longer has the grip on you that he once had. I remember once hearing this quote, I wanna encourage you with it here today. The next time the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. This, this song right here is so powerful. To save us 
from the power of Satan. Go ahead and look the devil in the eye and say, you no longer have power over me. I'm free. I'm a new creation. I'm a new person. I, I, I may not who be who I want to be, but I'm not the same person who I used to be. And sometimes just remembering that can be the boost of confidence and energy and encouragement that you need. Let me give you one more verse that's been a game changer for me. It's John 3, not verse 16. I know you may have been thinking that, but John 3, verse 17. John 3, verse 16, I love it. It's one of my favorite verses. I actually shared it recently at our kids' Christmas play, which was so fire, by the way. But John 3, verse 17 is equally as important. Listen to this verse. It says it like this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Listen, how you view Jesus matters. I hope you view him as the savior. Like Jesus is not wagging his finger at you. He doesn't stand there with a clipboard of making sure you do all the rules right or wrong, or he's gonna be upset with you. No, no, Jesus didn't come in the world to do that. This baby in a manger is not there just to come and correct you of all the things you've done wrong. Friend, you've already done enough wrong. You're already condemned. He came actually to do the opposite of condemn. He came to save. He came so that you don't have to have condemnation, that he would take that condemnation on himself on the cross and then offer you the gift of eternal life, salvation in him. Don't let that message become dull. I pray that message would get louder and it would be the encouragement that you need. Jesus. Christ, the Savior, was born on Christmas Day. Remember that, my friend. Remember that leader. Remember that brother. Remember that sister. Remember that single mom. Hey, you might not have everything that you want on an earthly perspective, but you got a Savior. He saves the day. He saves our lives. It's encouragement for me and you today. This was the message that Joseph needed. When he was struggling with this decision on what to do to marry, marry, to commit, to go all in, he gets this dream when he's wrestling and considering these things. And here was the message, Matthew 1, verse 21. She, talking about Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This little baby in a manger would one day grapple and wrestle with death on the cross. Jesus Christ would grow up to be a sinless, perfect God-man. He would die a sinner's death on the tree. He would shed his blood for you and for me. And it would take that death in being buried into a grave in order to save us from our sin debt problem. And Jesus wouldn't stay dead. Come on, amen, somebody. He would blast out of the grave and resurrect triumphantly so that we could then be saved with our Savior and live eternity, live eternally with him. Remember that. Remember that on your darkest day, remember that principle, Christ the Savior. It's one of the greatest lines of this song. Let me give you the second line. Remember the shepherd. I love this part of the song that says, when we were gone astray, 
The word astray means when you were lost, when you went in the wrong direction. I don't know if you've ever been driving somewhere and your intention was to go to the right way, but you ended up in the wrong destination. You went astray. Can I just tell you that when we were gone astray, we have a shepherd who goes and gets the sheep that went away. He leaves the 99 to go rescue the one. If you're the one who's been falling behind or you feel astray, remember the shepherd. Remember the savior indeed. Oh, he's a mighty savior. But friend, hear this. Remember that you have a shepherd. I love the words of David in Psalm 23. Maybe you know these verses, but it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or one translation says, I have everything I need. He makes me lie down. He gives us rest. Amen. He leads us beside still waters. He he comforts us in our affliction. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I'll fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They, they comfort me. They guide me. Even if you go astray, be encouraged. Remember the shepherd. Remember that he watches over you. Remember that he wants to guide you. Remember that he wants to lead you. When you go astray, he finds you. When you're lost, he leads you. When you don't know where to go, he guides you. This is the shepherd that we have in Christ. And I wanna encourage you to remember him today. Memory can serve us well. I think one of the remedies for our anxiety is the memory of Christ, the shepherd. That no matter where you're at, you can call upon the Lord and know that he's Emmanuel, he'll be with you that you could be in darkness. You could actually have blown it. There was recently a lady that came to our church um, just a couple weeks ago, and she was so nervous to share this with me, but I'm so glad she did. She said, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I'm coming back. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, this is the first time I've came to church in five years. And oh, it, it feels so good to be back at church, to be back with him. No matter what your story or season has looked like in your past, you can call upon the shepherd and he can jump into your life and start guiding, shaping, leading in the way you need to go. I think about memory and I think about some of the things that have spoken to me recently. You can see my Christmas tree is right behind me here in my house. And I asked Nina, I said, can I grab a few of these ornaments off of our tree uh, just to remind me of the different seasons we've lived through. I grabbed this one right here. I remember grabbing this little Starbucks ornament when we visited New York City as a, as a young couple. And uh, I remember buying this and said, I wanna remember this time. I look at this other ornament that I have right here. It's, it's a little house and it's a picture of Nina and I and our little boy Epaf, um, just a few months old. And the reason why this ornament's significant is because this signifies our first ever home that we bought, the home that I'm standing in right now, preaching this message. I grabbed this ornament right here. This, this clear one has a little uh, head cap. This says Epaph Haydn Ratner, his first ever ornament with the little head thing that he wore when he was born and when he left the hospital. We put it in here to remember our son. I want to encourage you that memory matters. Memory is powerful. That's why I think this song is beautiful. Remember Christ our Savior. Not only does he save us, but he also shepherds us. Let me move into this final point. 
and we'll continue in our service today. Remember the comforter. I love this lyric right here. It says, oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Tidings of comfort and joy. There's something about knowing Jesus as Savior and knowing Jesus as shepherd that gives us the comfort that we need. We don't have to work super hard to be the shepherd or to be the Savior. Today, if you have a Savior complex, you have to save everybody's day. You're going to be tired and worn out. Today, if you feel like you have to be the capital S shepherd, can I just tell you as the senior pastor of our church, I know that even me is being pastored by the shepherd himself. I need to be led. I need to be guided by him. He's the senior pastor of our church. I'm grateful to follow his lead. Today, you don't have to do all those things. Be comforted by the one who can do it for you. He's the comforter. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Did you know that one of the names for the Holy Spirit is the comforter? I love this verse out of John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit is valuing remembrance. We should too. Whatever I've said unto you. The Holy Spirit comforts us with the words of Jesus. He wants to comfort you here today. Let me prove it to you one more time. One more verse that has really been a game changer for me is the words that Paul uses in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 in his intro to the Corinthians. And can I just say, the Corinthian church had all types of problems, sexual sin problems, pridefulness, egos, They were uh, having idolatry towards specific leaders. And no, I want him to speak. No, I want her to do it. I want this person, all types of sin. But Paul doesn't start with the sin. He starts with the comfort. He says it like this. He says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort. Verse four, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's a lot of a tongue twister statement because of all the moments that Paul uses inspired by God to comfort us through this scripture. Can I just tell you, remember the comforter? Not only does he comfort us in our affliction, but can I just tell you, he gives us joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. As I close this message, I wanna, I wanna leave you just with one more verse. And I think it's a valuable verse for you to hold on to this Christmas day. It's David's prophetic words out of Psalm 16, verse 11. Let's look at these verses. You can see them on the screen. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I love that idea right there that that David really helps us see in Psalm 16 is that in the presence of the Savior, in the presence of the shepherd, in the presence of the comforter, that's where fullness of joy is found. It's the same thing that Jesus alluded to in John 15. He says, in my words, if you abide in my words, 
you'll have fullness of joy. Can I tell you today that you're not going to reach peak joy with the presence under the tree? I hope they spark happiness. I hope they give you a a feeling of joy. Um, You're not going to reach full joy with the cookies at the table or even your favorite meal. It'll come and go. You're not going to reach full joy with your favorite sports team. The season will come to an end. Let me tell you today that fullness of joy is not in those presence, but in his presence. And you can access his presence today because of Christ the Savior who was born on Christmas Day. I want to lead us in a prayer today. If you don't know him as your Savior, or maybe you've been drifting and you're ready for the shepherd to take you back home, to get you back right, to lovingly wash you and comfort you in your affliction, you can come to him today. Would you pray with me right now? Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, I bring glory to your name. Thank you for Christ the Savior who came to rescue a sinner like me. Even right now, I wanna call upon your name, Jesus. God, forgive me of my sins. I put my faith in you. I'm ready to come home. If you don't know him as Savior right now, you can confess and just say, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. In Jesus, you are him. And maybe I didn't remember it before, but I remember him now. And by his blood, by his death, by his resurrection, I receive that good news into my life. Just ask him right now. Say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Comfort me in my weaknesses. I turn away, I repent from my past, my sin, and I turn with faith and confidence to Christ right now. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. Shepherd me and guide me for all my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen.